Well, howdy y'all. Welcome back to Once Upon a Time in Texas with episode number 44. I'm your host, Michael Mitchell. So last week was Thanksgiving, and man, what a great time we had up in Oregon, seeing my sister and her family. Um, We stayed at a beautiful place over in Arch Cape, over on the West Coast. It's just south of a a beautiful little beach town called uh, Cannon Beach. And it was just too cool. Uh, we saw some beautiful places, including Astoria, Oregon, where a lot of the Goonies and Kindergarten Cop were filmed. Uh, Haystack Rock, several lighthouses, uh, different beaches, went on a couple of hikes. It, I mean, it was just, my gosh, folks, Oregon is just beautiful. I did, like I said, I got to see several places where the Goonies was filmed and it was awesome thoroughly enjoyed it um i got to go up and do my version of the truffle shuffle which was pretty sad compared to the guy who did it but you know there was one thing that really sticks out in my mind and you know so on day one we go to a place called multnomah falls which is near portland it's beautiful Now, this is one of the coolest set of waterfalls I've ever seen. So, I mean, they're pretty cool. You can't turn them on and off like we can with our falls here in Wichita Falls. But, you know, for real natural falls, um, pretty damn cool. It's it's definitely impressive nonetheless. So, I was thinking, how is my sister going to top this with Multnomah Falls? And so, we're heading out to the West Coast, day one. uh, Actually, up to Astoria. And uh, damned if she doesn't pull off a high-speed police chase. Now, we weren't directly involved. We were kind of indirectly involved. But, yeah, we're cruising down the road, and we hear sirens, and she moves over, and police officer passes us. We get back on the road. Boom, here comes another one. We pull over. And then, you know, a third one, and then there's a fourth one coming up from a road that was running off to our left, and we're like, holy crap, must be a big wreck or something up here. And so we just go cruising on up and then we get up there and and a police officer has the road closed off. And then, you know, a police officer on the other side and, and he's laying out some stuff on the road and everybody in the car is like, what the hell is that? And I was like, uh, I've seen cops. That dude's laying out spike strips. And they're like, what? My little sister's like, well, we're not in a good spot. And I'm like, I don't know what we can do about it. (laughs) Not like anywhere for us to go. And so, yeah, we sat there for about 10 seconds, kind of wondering what to do. And then, boom, here comes the car that's running from the police and hits the spike strips. You can see the little puffs go out and he blasts on by and a whole bunch of officers blast by behind him. And we're all just like, Whoa, and we sat there stunned for like, I don't know, 15 seconds. And my little sister finally says, uh, I forget exactly what she said, but it was like, well, you're welcome. How are you going to top the rest of that for the trip? You're welcome. I set that up for you. (laughs) So you know what? Thank you, Lexi, for the high-speed police chase, getting to witness it at very, very close range. And uh, also to the state of Oregon and the uh, all the police officers that were involved. 
in that one. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. And we did get to see the news article about it a couple of days later. and uh, Or I guess the next day. And uh, yeah, they were chasing out a pretty, a pretty bad dude. So anyway, there you go. A little, uh, a little chat from Oregon. Now, I'm recording this on Tuesday. This goes out on Wednesday. And I got to tell you, it has been a fairly crappy day. Like, I I usually am pretty happy-go-lucky about things and don't let a lot of stuff get me down. And I would say I'm not, not very down right now, but boy, it is just, you know, it's like one of those days where you walk out your front door and step in dog poop. You know, it's just like, ugh. So, yeah, pretty much everything I've done today has turned to crap. So I thought, you know what? <laughs> I need to do my podcast. So hopefully everything goes well. <clears throat> well, let's go ahead and get started. So have you ever been to a business and wondered where and how they got their start? I know I do. I, I look it up a lot. I look up lots of companies and just kind of check things out. And so a lot of folks know about big companies like, you know, Harley and Ford, both starting in eight, uh, 1903, um, Jim Beam, 1795, J.P. Morgan Chase in 1799, you know, Remington Firearms, 1816, Macy's in 1843, and there's just a slew of others. And, you know, but you may not know exactly when these places started or what year, but I mean, you know who they are, or at least, you know, like J.P. Morgan Chase, it hasn't been that since 1799, but I guess like the original company has morphed into what it is today. And so, I kind of wanted to take a deep dive into a couple of Texas-based businesses that you can really kind of sink your teeth into. The idea to this podcast has been kind of cooking in my mind for a while, and so instead of pushing this cart down the road any further, let's talk about them now. Of course, I want to thank my sponsors, me and American Mortgage Company. I know there are a lot of people out there moving to and in Texas and, of course, now Oklahoma. And I know a lot of y'all do, too. So, you know what? Let me help them out. I am an independent mortgage loan originator working with American Mortgage Company. I help people finance their dream homes. That's pretty much how I sum it up. Help them finance their dream homes right here in Texas, Oklahoma. Um, mortgage loan originators are independents, so we can shop around get you the best products, the best rates. Um, you know, we're just, we're a little bit different. So if you know somebody who's moving here and wants to work with somebody who's at least a little entertaining and works pretty hard to make that process faster, easier, and cheaper, give them my name. Send them over to themichaelmitchell.com, T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. Let me help them out. And remember, when you work with me, I sell dreams, not mortgages. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So I mentioned earlier that my family and I spent Thanksgiving together in Oregon, seeing my sister and her family. And we were all sitting around talking about the price of food. Um, I say talking. I was probably more complaining, although I don't typically buy the food. My wife, my wife usually orders all the food, and I tend to you know, prepare it and eat it for the most part. And anyway, you know, my, my mother's sister, I don't remember who it was, mentions, you know, that they, they kind of miss H-E-B. We don't have H-E-B here in North Texas. We have United. 
And whereas United is spectacular, HEB is also pretty spectacular. Now, in Oregon, they have some they have some grocery stores called Fred Meyer's, and they are pretty dang cool. I think you can get everything there, but HEB is really just kind of a mainstay in Texas. <clears throat> and to that end, you know, so is United. United is a great grocery store. So we love our grocery stores here, and a lot of people have very strong feelings towards their favorite grocery stores. It's kind of like the whole Ford and Chevrolet argument, or, you know, you have your favorite toothpaste, or, you know, nobody ever talks about it, but, you know, you have your favorite burner on the stove. <clears throat> you know, so whatever. And so uh, people are like that here in Texas with their grocery stores. It's funny. Um, we're United people here in Wichita Falls because, I mean, we don't have anybody else. We don't have HEB. Um, we don't have much else here. It's mostly United. So, but this conversation in Oregon got me thinking about the history of these Texas icon grocery stores and just where they started. So let's start with United. So the newer history that I could find of this store goes a little something like this. United Supermarkets has 94 stores located in Texas and New Mexico. While it shares the same name as United Supermarkets based in Oklahoma, and that one is owned by a company called Homeland, it technically does business as the United Family to differentiate from the Oklahoma chain as they are totally and completely separate grocery entities. On April 1st, 2009, United opened its 50th store in Plano, Texas. Most United supermarket stores operate from 6 or 7 a.m. until about 11 p.m., seven days a week. As of February 1st, 2016, four stores operate 24 hours a day, including the pharmacy. <clears throat> there are two stores in Lubbock, one in Wichita Falls, and one in Frisco. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty cool. We love our United here. United Supermarkets is now run by the Albertsons chain and operates as a division of Albertsons. So United has five different branches, which is kind of neat. So we have United Supermarket, which is your traditional grocery store. Then they have Market Street. Market Street is the bomb. They've got takeout foods, um, restaurants in them, gourmet foods, and then everyday grocery items. Um, that's our big one here in Wichita Falls is a Market Street. Then they have an Amigos United, which is international and American foods. United Express, which is just takeout foods, cafe, and a gas station. And then Albertson's Market, which is a traditional American grocery store. But where did it all really start, right? I mean, that's kind of the deal. So United's roots go back to 1916 when a, when a cat named H.D. Snell, S-N-E-L-L, opened his first United Cash store in Sayre, Oklahoma. And he runs it for a while, and in 1914, H.D. Jack Snell Jr. purchases the Vernon and Wellington grocery stores from his father, and the Texas tradition begins to grow. An innovative visionary, Jack Snell, introduced United to Lubbock in the 50s, Wichita Falls in the 60s, and Amarillo in the 70s, 
And it says from the beginning, HD's focus was on treating each guest as he would want to be treated. Since then, his philosophy of providing outstanding guest service, value, high-quality products, and involvement in the communities we serve has never wavered. That's kind of all there is, though. I wasn't really able to find out a whole lot more on HD Snell. I will tell you that Uniteds are always very generous. They always were when I worked for the Boy Scouts and uh, and still are in my involvement in Rotary and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I did find a little bit more. So in 2013, United Supermarkets was bought by Albertsons and now operates as a separate decentralized division of the Albertsons company. Joe Albertson um, founded his company in 1939 with a similar philosophy to the Snell family. Joe said, give customers the product they want at a fair price with lots of care along the way. For a company that built its reputation on service, this is a sentiment we can relate to. So I dig that and I do feel like United's, you know, United's uh, live up to that still. But I mean, here we are 107, almost 108 years later. And United's still going strong. And so I think that's really cool. That's a 100-plus year company right here in Texas. So now let's jump over to HEB. The newer history that I could find goes a little something like this. The story of HEB began in 1905 in a small family-owned store in Kerrville in the Texas Hill Country. Today... HEB serves families all over Texas and Mexico with more than 420 stores and over 145,000 partners, which is what they call their employees. Then it goes on to say, our commitment to excellence has made us one of the nation's largest independently owned food retailers with annual sales of $34 billion with a B, Yet, our success hasn't changed our commitment to exceptional service, low prices, and friendly shopping. What makes HEB truly stand out is our commitment to public service in the communities we serve. Known as the HEB spirit of giving, this philosophy is an integral part of our everyday business at HEB. Each year, HEB donates 5% of pre-tax annual earnings to charitable organizations that focus on hunger relief, education, health, environmental sustainability, and diversity initiatives. It's our way of saying thank you for allowing us to be your neighbor. I like that. That's pretty cool. It's kind of like me saying, I don't sell mortgages, I sell dreams. So let's go back a little further, though. So this company was founded on November 26, 1905, when a lady named Florence Butt, and yes, that's B-U-T-T, just like your rear end, opened the C.C. Butt grocery store on the ground floor of her family home in Kerrville, Texas. So here we are, 100 and... Oh, Lord, I've got a math in my head. 108, 100 and almost 109 years old. And so, uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. No, 14, 15. Anyway, pff, God. 119. God, what is it? 2023? Oh, good Lord. 118 years. Couldn't do that in my head. That's It's the day, I'm telling you. 
1919, Howard Edward Butt, Florence's youngest son, took over the store upon his return from World War I. Shortly after becoming owner of his mother's small store, Howard tried four expansions into Central Texas, including one in Junction, Texas, all of which failed, which really sucks. So finally, in 1927, Howard launches a successful second store in Del Rio, Texas, followed by the purchase of three grocery stores in the lower Rio Grande Valley, and then the initials of Howard E. Butt became the name of the stores now known as HEB. It's literally just the, uh, the, the guy's initials that really took it to the new level. So Charles, the younger son of Howard E. Butt, became president of HEB in 1971. And as of 2019, Charles Butt is chairman and CEO of HEB, having grown the business from annual sales of $250 million in 1971 to $13 billion in 2006, and apparently $34 billion now. In 2011, the company was number 12 on the Forbes list of America's largest private companies. HEB is the largest privately held company and largest private employer in Texas. That's pretty cool stuff. So HEB acquired Favor Delivery as a wholly owned subsidiary in February 2018, and the details of the merger were not disclosed. I don't know anything about Favor Delivery, but I'm assuming it has to do something with, uh, you know, groceries being delivered. So it's headquartered in downtown San Antonio. HEB operates more than 300 stores in over 115 communities across Texas. As of late 2010, its operations serve approximately 55 plus percent of the Texas markets. Over half of the Texas market is served by HEB with primary Texas markets, including Corpus Christi, San Antonio, Austin, Laredo, and Houston metro areas. They are not in the Wichita Falls metro area, which is the chagrin of a lot of people here. We got to travel a little ways to find an HEB, but that's okay. The company does business in five different retail formats, kind of like United. So you got general HEB stores, <clears throat> Central Market, HEB Plus, Mi Tienda, and Jovi's Smart Shop. In 2010, the company announced plans to build 19 new stores in Texas. Um, HEB opened its first store outside of Texas in 1996. It was a 24,000-square-foot HEB pantry store in Lake Charles, Louisiana, though the expansion was short-lived and ultimately failed. The HEB pantry store format was discontinued in 2000, and the company closed its sole Louisiana store in 2003. In 2010, HEB offered consumers the opportunity to vote on possible designs for new stores as they expanded into new communities, so that's kind of cool, too. The company operates several manufacturing facilities in Texas, which I also thought was interesting. Um, they own one of the largest milk and bread processing plants in the Southwest. HEB produces a lot of their own brand products, including milk, ice cream, bread, snacks, and you know ready-cooked meats and meals. Um, there are other private label products that are sold under various brands, including Central Market Naturals. Central Market Organics, of course, H-E-B, H-E-Buddy, 
Hill Country Fair, H-E-B Creamery Creations, which is ice cream, H-E-B Mootopia Milk, and H-E-B Fully Cooked, which I assume is Fully Cooked Meals. But they don't stop there. H-E-B is also, like it said earlier, really charitable. Company gives 5% of their annual pre-tax earnings to causes in the areas in which it operates, including education and food banks. The Excellence in Education Awards are an annual charitable program maintained by H-E-B since 2000 in which teachers, administrators, and schools in Texas are recognized with awards totaling $500,000 in contributions in 2009, and I think they've grown a lot more since then. H-E-B coordinated donations to relief efforts in the wake of a fertilizer plant fire and explosion in West Texas. If you have not seen the videos of that, you should get on and put in fertilizer plant explosion, West Texas. Holy crap. The company donated $50,000 to the American Red Cross and launched a check stand campaign benefiting the organization to get the community involved in the relief effort. The company said in the news release, 100% of the donations from the campaign will support the American Red Cross's disaster relief efforts. HEB also activated its emergency response units, sending the HEB Eddie Garcia Mobile Kitchen, or I'm sorry, Mobile Kitchen, and water tanker to West, including donations of meals and water to the victims and first responders. In the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey in 2017, which turned Houston into a giant pond, HEB donated $100,000 towards relief efforts. Its campaign drive for customer contributions totaled a million dollars. In addition, HEB's mobile kitchen and disaster relief units distributed 10,000 hot meals to volunteers and victims in the affected areas in Texas. That's pretty cool. After the Robb Elementary School shooting in Uvalde, Texas on May 24th, 2022, in which 19 children and two teachers were killed, HEB and the Butt family donated $10 million towards building a new school as founding donors. So, wow. I mean, there you go. Two amazing grocery stores to get you those sweet treats your heart desires right here in the great state of Texas. So yeah, um, what I say, I think San Antonio, yeah, headquartered in San Antonio is H-E-B, I believe United is headquartered out of Lubbock. And man, I tell you what, you know, I, don't, I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to dealing with companies, I like to deal with companies that give back, you know, and really try to make the communities they serve a better place. And United, although they don't they don't have a lot of uh, stuff online about how they help, I can tell you over the years United has done an amazing job helping us out whenever we needed. And HEB, same thing. They even have a place called an HEB camp down by Lakey, Texas, one of the coolest places I've ever been to. We used to go down and do some uh, council Boy Scout camps there. Um, there's actually a part of it where you have to drive about 150 or 200 yards through the river and they have little rock carns set up because if you drive off too far to the right or left depending on which way you're going yeah you'll fall off like a cliff in the water (laughs) and so you know you you kind of wade out there and you're kind of like holy crap and so 
yeah, I mean, one of the prettiest camps I've ever I've ever done. For any of y'all that know about Order of the Arrow with the Boy Scouts of America, H-E-B Camp has a place in my heart because that's actually where I got my vigil honor. I was sick. I'd been throwing up. Uh, I had to pick up our lodge chief and his twin brother and take him down there or take them down there. I had to stop and barf on the side of the road a few times. Like, I was sick. And then I get called out to be uh, a vigil honor. And so they put me out for the night. It sleets on us. It's cold. <laughs> I thought I was going to die. It was not fun. But, you know, it, it gives a good story now, and I'm glad to have that honor. And so uh, my vigil name is Weilapensit, which uh, is Lene Lenape, which is the language that the Order of the Arrow uses. And the translation is one who is lucky or fortunate. So I feel that way. So Weilapensit suits me pretty well. So there you all go. What do you think? That's a, it's a little different. I mean, those are two grocery stores you're going to see kind of no matter where you go in Texas. You're going to see H-E-B and the big fat half of, you know, the southern part of Texas. And you're going to see United's kind of all over the northern part. So let me know what other kind of weird or off the beaten path, interesting Texas history you'd like to hear about. I'm always looking, always thinking um sometimes it's people that inspire me and i'm like oh well that sounds cool i'll go check that out so let me know shoot me a message please do um get on give me some five stars i guess on those reviews tell your friends about me send them over to my website themichaelmitchell.com they can click on the podcast part up top and it'll take them to gosh i think it's 16 or 18 different platforms so Anywhere they like to listen to podcasts, I think I'm there. I want to thank our sponsors again, which of course is me, yours truly, and American Mortgage Company. Keep in mind, if you know someone moving to or in Texas or Oklahoma, send them my way. Send them to themichaelmitchell.com, T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. And remember, I sell dreams, not mortgages. I love making people laugh and smile, and uh, I love helping people get into homes of their own. So there you go. Uh, As a last little kicker, don't forget, go check us out on Facebook, the old Book of Face. Um, I've got a Once Upon a Time in Texas Facebook page and group. Um, If y'all know of other history that I should be touching on, you can post it there to the group. I'll respond. I check it on a pretty regular basis. You know, of course, you can always email me, shoot me a message on Facebook. I like responding to people. And the other thing, too, is uh, go check out my Facebook group called Your Bucket List. I'm, I'm going to spend a little bit of time in December kind of noodling out how I want to move that forward. And I'm open to suggestions, but, you know, let me know. It's pretty cool. Uh, The whole idea behind it is to help people check things off of their bucket list, not through money or anything like that, but just simply uh, the deed of putting that person in contact with another person that can't help them. Just I love the power of people. So go check it out. Your bucket list. And of course, the Facebook paging group for Once Upon a Time in Texas. Thank you all for tuning in to episode number 44 
As always, remember the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Y'all have a great week.